my puberty finally hit Freshman year, made a promise to have my first kiss Stomach growling, so I head out the door Bump directly to this chick right at the front door I shot my shot, said my name, I'm a dope Said, where you coming from? She said, straight from the store Said, for sure, said, slide to the skate And don't set her eyes lit up She probably an acrobat I play it cool and get six on the dash She said, she'll move shit around and make time just for that We hit the ice and had a skate slay She put my hand around her waist We just couldn't keep space In a moment, all else is erased Queen Elsa, the way she let it go and let me chase Holding hands while we glide, puppy love shit She said she feeling it, but she really got a dip I'm the Tarzan to her Jane Katara to my avatar She used to call me Aang first Kids marriage, I could go down the list But nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss I'm the Tarzan to her Jane Katara to my avatar She used to call me Aang first Kids marriage, I could go down the list But nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss why she holding back? I don't understand. Got a plan set. I'ma get close to the friend. Link at the cafeteria. Prepared to show my hands. Had to clarify some things for I made my advance. Does your friend have a do or man of interest? She said, get your feelings hurt. Go ask her, be my guest. And when she told me she had better half I was selfish, tried to drift her off the faithful path I let out a laugh, hit my feelings on a mass But when she look at me, stimulate my lower half Got me feeling like a first pick in the NFL draft When she had my heart sprung, couldn't really use the cast <gasps> Reignite that spark, see that glint She's staring in my eyes, uh, really giving hints I get butterflies, feel my gut wrench See her leaning in, that's my first kiss I'm the Tarzan to her Jane, Katara to my avatar She used to call me Aang first, kids marriage I could go down the list, but nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss I'm the Tarzan to her Jane, Katara to my avatar She used to call me Aang first, kids marriage I could go down the list, but nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss the treehouse show you just listened to first kiss by yours truly i'm your host gartasia and you are listening to the chillest podcast in the universe today we have an extremely special guest we have a dj a promoter we have something i haven't thought of until he told me we have an artist assistant because like we need that we have the one and only we got my boy day day in the house what's up man what's going on bro Listen, man, I got this beautiful tapestry, and it's like grass and shit, and the sun is outside. You know what I'm saying? And that combo, I'm happy. <laughs> how you feeling today, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. How, you, how about yourself? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. It's just um, just more more gratitude. Okay, okay. You know, just, just waking up, you know, looking at all the things that could have gone wrong, that didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and that alone. That's all I need. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Same here, man. I'm just glad waking up, living life one day at a time. Glad to be here. Especially all this stuff going on right now, man. Ukraine, Russia. Glad we not on that side of the war. Yeah, Pray man. Pray for those people, though. I know it's a lot of lives lost and just terrible things. Yeah, I heard they um they hit a residential building. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's people on the border acting a fool. It's racism on the trains. You know what I'm saying? You can't fly in or out. They blew the airport up. No. Yeah. The main airport. Yeah, Kiev airport. God damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, this is a time of, um, this is a time for us to be together. Mm-hmm. You know, as a, everybody, I know we, we, we different countries. Mm-hmm. You know, we different sides. We different states, whatever, you feel me? It's like no matter what you repping, you know what I'm saying, no matter what color you are, type shit. Like in times like these, you gotta put that all aside. Mm-hmm. You gotta put all that shit, that tribal shit aside, and you just gotta like unite on some, on some, you feel me, just just praying and just having good energy, you know, and good thoughts. And if you could like support, you know, in any any way possible, any physical way, you got family there. You know what I'm saying? If there's any other time to do it, it's now. Because um, they're going through it. Yep, yep. Americans don't even know to have, but I feel like we, we, could do, we can do the most by supporting them because they're one of our allies anyway, and we're going to have to support them anyway. <laughs> but not just because they're our ally, but because like they're good people, the Ukrainian people. A lot of them immigrate <coughs> here. A lot of them. It's, it's, it's a lot that Ukrainian people have, like, honestly, like, the Klit- the Klitschko brothers, though, they were, like, the top boxing champions. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of pride. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is they got a lot of pride and they got a lot of great stuff within their st- within their home country. And it's just as in- influential as another place like Russia or the U.S., small sorts. So you're saying they're tough people, they uh, yeah. people of... Yeah, they like a, they're, they're, they're a good race of people. They they they're hard workers and they they really prideful. It's a lot of different people. I mostly know the boxers like the Klitschko brothers or uh, or Lomachenko, but I see that I see they 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 stand strong too. Even their president, you know. So pray for Ukraine. Yeah, big ups, big ups. Yeah, um, <clears throat> man, like you said, like you said, it's just. <clears throat> You don't know what people going through. Yeah. You know, so you just got to, you know, kind of put, it's called self-transcendence. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to transcend yourself right now and all that ego pride shit and I'm this, I'm that. And really just, like you said, you know, have a a mobilized, you know, positive energy, mm-hmm. you know, towards Ukraine. So, yeah, just sending that out, that out to Ukraine, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's not World War Three. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that's not good for nobody. Man. The whole world <laughs> would be fucked. Yeah, actually, my friend was actually telling me, <clears throat> Einstein said, in World War II, so Einstein is like 30s, 40s, mm-hmm. and so he experienced World War II. He was like, after seeing the fuckery of World War II, he was like, I don't know about World War Three, No. But all I know is World War Four is going to be fall with sticks and stones. Yeah. Because this, I mean, it could all be avoided. It's just a... Putin just like really just an asshole. Like in regular terms, he just an asshole. He like Hitler would Hitler would be proud. Like I saw a picture like with with uh with uh Stalin holding his face. Like like it's his son. Like, oh I'm so proud. Like that's really what it would be. Yeah. He's like a, a terrible dictator. I don't even know how I don't really understand how other countries people like dictators and stuff rise to power. I mm. really don't. But 
I see why stuff happens in the world now better than I did earlier. Because a while ago, I just used to think, like, uh, we're Americans. We do everything right. We do right by everybody. But that's not true. We owe a lot of people money. We take a lot of stuff from people. We take ideas. We take, we take, we take parts of their lands and build military bases mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere in the world. Literally everywhere in the world. It's a U.S. military it's a base. Fact. That's for one. We come to people home countries and fight on home ground. Just just like somebody coming downtown Chicago and fighting. That makes no sense. But I mean, war is what it is. That's what keeps our country stable. That's what keeps our country the the, the most powerful. That's really, other than the money, but that's really what keeps our country the most powerful, our army, our potential to win. We have the potential to win any war whatsoever, in other words. so Potential? Yeah, potential. Mm. And it's pretty damn sure going to happen nine times out of ten with everyone, except for sneak attacks, terrorist attacks. Nobody can fuck with the U.S., honestly. You think so? Korea, China, other than that, I'm not really scared. Russia, mm-hmm. obviously. Other than that, I'm really not worried about nobody. Yeah. Only thing they got over us is nuclear and other type of death traps and shit that they make. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if not not COVID per se, but a lot of viruses came from certain countries. I'm not gonna be specific because mm-hmm. it's already. Uh, you a U.S. tale, like a U.S. myth, like uh, China, you know? Yeah. It's already a U.S. myth, like, oh, they did this, they did that. I'm not going to blame them. But I wouldn't be too surprised if Russia was in the ordeal because mm. they trying to get China, too. Like, they they can – I'm pretty sure you know a little bit more than I am. I'm, a, I'm not that much educated. I just watch the news and have conversations with people like right, that. Right. But um, to my knowledge – China is willing to work with Russia or mm. something like that. You know about that? I mean, it, history repeats itself. Yeah, so. You know? <laughs> yeah. Also, like, geographically. They're like, too look close. at them on the map. Yeah, they're too close. They don't even got to cross, they don't even got to cross no water. So. They don't. And you got Mongolia, and that's like both of them. Mm-hmm. If you ever see Mongolians, they look like, you know, half Caucasian, half like, you know, darker skin. Yeah, darker skin. It's a combination of, you know, mm-hmm. they're connected. So, and then it's their fates are kind of, so it's, it's almost like I can't really blame them for not fucking with each other mm-hmm. because it's like, if we, if we go to the extremes. They're on the same continent. If a nuke get dropped. The consequences affect them also. The, 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 uh, the what's it called? The outfall or the, whatever, I mean, that's like a radiation. The, it has the, a term. The, fall- the fallout. Mm-hmm. The fallout isn't just gonna okay. There's a border. Let's not enter China. No, nah. <laughs> they don't, it, it, the fallout don't give a fuck about borders. The fallout gone. If you connect it, it's gonna affect you. You know, so I, I understand why they would b- side with the country. That's like if if they get fucked, they would get fucked too. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but again, I'm just trying to keep a. I'm trying not to completely take sides. You know, because we don't know the full story. But what I do know is that I feel like war is never the answer, like in general, because it just leads to a vicious cycle. Yeah. It leads to a vicious cycle of repressed feelings. Yeah. And then out outlet outburst. Let me let me comment on that. That's exactly <laughs> how it is in the streets. Like, especially like I grew up on the west side of Chicago, 
Humboldt Park and Austin neighborhood. So that's like half Latino, half black, but it's both the hood. But then I moved to the south side of Chicago, so it's all predominantly black neighborhood. Worst Inglewood, worst gangbanging neighborhood, south side of Chicago. That's just like the streets. When you in the streets, one person, you take one, I take one. It's forever beef. It could be 20 years later. It'll be a question like, oh, why did you do this? We'll never be friends. We'll never work together, even if it's about money. It'll always be over death. That's how I work in the, in the world also. Still people like, even though like we got uh, sanctions with a lot of these countries and the NATO shit, I'm pretty sure other than the shit that we get shipped and it's a lot of Japanese people that don't like Americans. If you go to China, they really don't like Americans. Like if you go to a lot of places, they won't respect you because you're an American, because you're a dumb American in their mind. Like, it's literally, like, that's really what it is. And it's not even because of, it's not even because of you're just a dumb American. It's because of the past. Even even if you look at the Nazis, they was telling their people a whole nother history than what was really happening. And they paint Americans out to be terrible. And that was the Germans, not just German Nazis, but... They still, a lot of people still look at stuff that way, like in certain ways. They still, oh, we really won the war. You know, like in Korea, like they have a whole shit painted out. Like they won every war and Mm -hmm. the Americans did this and the Chinese did this and that shit not true. And it just goes to show like you could really feel people here with anything. Just like this pandemic. I'm not saying it's a hoax or not because I contracted COVID when it first happened though in 2019, but Mm. I never got any vaccine after that or anything, and I still didn't have any symptoms. I never had COVID again. Never, you know. You built the natural. Yeah, I built up the immune system. But I feel like it's COVID is COVID to a certain extent. I feel like they come out with stronger variants and they release this shit intentionally. Mm. But that's a whole another conversation. <laughs> yeah, we actually had a doctor come on. And talk yeah, about no, that like I, I two weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he. You know, there's a limit to how much we can go in death. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, he, he definitely breaks down like that whole vaccine hesitancy, vaccine shaming. Mm-hmm. You know, he, we go into all of that and just how a lot of it is is more connected than we think. <clears throat> and like going back to like the streets and going back to war. And then, like, the whole, you know, weaponization of viruses, you know, which is something that's on the table, you know? Yeah. Not to cut you off, but they just depicted that in the new... My bad. They just depicted that in the new James Bond movie. They Mm. let out a virus or something. I saw that. And people can die instantly if it's another part of the virus let out or some shit like that. Like, that's just like COVID. They come out with another variant, more people die. If you look at it, like... A lot of, when when COVID first came out, it was people dying, but in the middle of it, it was like, 2020 was the most terrible year. Yeah, 2020 was 2020 was, was the most terrible <clears throat> year, and it's even worse than right now, that everybody, and there's still people out here that don't care about being vaccinated, don't yeah. care about wearing a mask, don't, you know, but you look at 2020, so many people between the age of like 30 and 60 died. yeah. I feel like COVID is, a part of it is 
to delete some of certain generations mm. for the new generation so it could be less knowledge less because everything is going to be technology soon everything is ai everything is it's already we can do everything from our phone now we could book a plane ticket we can book we can go we can go buy mcdonald's mm. <laughs> you know anything you can buy a stamp from, from your phone you can buy anything and then in a minute it's gonna be all robots, and it's literally gonna be like the the technological takeover. If you want me to be specific, yeah. no, I know I, I know I went off into something else, but that's just the basis of it. Like where I started at, like the world will tell you anything. For one, the government will tell you anything. Two, part of it can be true, but most of what they're telling us is lies because I'm a conspiracy theorist also. I still believe like they killed JFK. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of stuff, but that's another story also. But yeah, it's, I don't know. The world just fucked up. It's, it's so much, it's so little truth. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so little truth. No, no. Yeah. It's, um, the truth is the truth will set you free. Yeah. <clears throat> and because it's so powerful, the truth is hell sacred, mm -hmm. you know? And, and then, like, even going back to, like, like war and uh, the streets and just, like, that mentality, you know? It's really ignorance. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and what's ignorance? The lack of the truth, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, but the truth hurts, you know? Yeah. That's part, that's part of it. So it's like, the, the longer you wait, before you give the truth, the heart more it's gonna hurt. Mm -hmm. It's gonna hurt regardless, but there's levels to the shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like the, the more the truth is being held back, the 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 bigger the reaction's gonna be when it gets received. You know what I'm saying? Because eventually the truth gonna come out. Mm -hmm. You know, and and where am I going with this? Where I'm going with this is when did you kind of realize? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause like what your background? What's so you say you grew up? You know what I'm saying? Humble Park mm -hmm. type shit, Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? Like, when when did you realize that, like, you know what I'm saying? How, like, that's not the way. You know, uh, the cycle is, like, something that you, you know, you don't want to be a part of type shit. What you mean, like, the hood cycle? Yeah, like. Uh, honestly, I always was the guy that was cool, funny, and I was around that shit. I was on the block, but I wasn't never no gangbang. I never played with guns. I never did all that shit. I always listened to different type of music. I was raised a little different. I had both of my parents at one point. Uh, my my parents divorced though, um, so it's a lot. It's a lot different at playing to my picture. And I always lived in a in a home. We always had a house. Uh, other than well, the first house we had it burned down. That was on the west side of Chicago. My house burned down. I was a little around like fifth grade. Uh, we set. We came and I watched it. My parents got me out of school early. Watched it burn down. We lived in an apartment. We lived in Ukrainian village. The conversation we was having before uh, the podcast. Yeah. We we uh, we lived in Ukrainian village. Um, after that, we moved out south. I've never lived more than three, four places. You know, young people, young. It's a, it's other stuff that adds to the hood cycle. Kids don't have a stable home. They always lived in an apartment. They don't have no father. They don't have. Their parents are a certain type of greedy because they're broke. They're in poverty. So it's like, it's not, it wasn't the same for me, honestly. 
And uh, to go a little bit deeper into my situation, like I had both my parents and everything, I'm adopted. My real mother was a drug addict, a crackhead. Like I, n- I have no knowledge of her whatsoever, but I accept my adoptive mother for who she is, and I'm grateful for everything she had because I wouldn't be in this situation regardless. That's why I say also, too, like my situation is different because of her. She was a church lady. She was, my mother never smoked she never smoked weed. She never got drunk. My mother never had a boyfriend, even her after her mom. It's a lot of shit that was different, but I chose the streets. That's what it was. And once my mind, to, to, to get back to the question, my mind was already in a different place. Even though I chose the streets, I always thought different. I always listened to different music. I always, I wouldn't do, if I know... Four of them finna go get in the car. They got guns in the car. I'm not getting in the car with them. I'll walk to the store. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll walk. I wouldn't. It's just certain shit. But a, a, the the second time that I realized, like, this just ain't it, uh, my first time going to L.A., uh, my, my, my brother, my best friend, Famous Dex, he took me in 2016, and it was my first time being in a mansion. My first time going to L.A., I was in Bel Air. I wasn't in like an Airbnb or we never we never did the regular. So when we got there one day we were just chilling. We planned and uh the crib that we were going to was Sean Kingston's crib. That's so crazy because I grew up listening to him as a child. But long story short, we had in the crib, we chilling, Sean Kingston and shit. You are so beautiful. Yeah, girl, beautiful yeah. girls, yep. We chilling, we we smoking and shit. Sean Kingston, this nigga drink lean. He he smoke weed, pop perks. All yeah, that I shit. saw that interview. He, Crazy. You wouldn't even think a singer. Never. Yeah, but um, we chilling. They all him and Dex drinking lean. You know this when Dex first got on drippy drippy, all that shit. <laughs> drippy drippy, yeah. He played Lil Uzi. I never heard Lil Uzi before. This day, I swear to God, he played Lil Uzi. The song was hit it from the bag. Watch a nigga bless you. And there was some groupies there. She just playing with my shoulder, like, hit it from the back. Watch the nigga bless you. I'm like, oh, yeah? What's this song, bro? He like, bro, you don't know who Lil Uzi is? You need to get your head out the fucking hood, you fucking clown-ass nigga. Like, <laughs> and that shit true. Like, I didn't even know. I was so used to listening to FBG Duck, Chief Keef, straight Chicago music, straight gang, man. I never thought to release my mind into nothing else. And when I heard that album, he played that song and he played... I don't know if you're familiar, but New York Nights at 21. That song is all about, like, a girl and she from L.A., but she live uptown. <laughs> That's the lyrics. But, you know, like, it's just the music changed me, basically. The music changed me. I was all, I was always already different, but the mm. music changed me. And it took me out that cycle of being the same. It took me out that cycle of just becoming a regular person, getting a job, living in the hood. People in the hood don't want to do shit but stun on their friends or... It's always somebody out the group that got that's envious towards somebody else. The hood cycle just fucked up. And I feel like it'll never end as long as kids grow up in the situations that they grow up. It's all about how you grow up, honestly. Because it's kids that grow up in the burbs that just want to be a badass, that just want to be a gangbanger. And they go and get cases and all that shit, but their parents can afford to have, can afford a lawyer so they could be the case. Afford rehab. They can, yeah, they can afford rehab. They can do all that shit. They could be the case. They can get a slap on the wrist. A kid out here, if you go to jail, your mama can't afford no lawyer. You damn near gonna get a public defender, and she, they gonna fuck you anyway. Make you take probation and a couple years, and you gonna have and you gonna be convicted. So you know, 
even if it's in, or I'm I'm speaking about like guns, but even if it's like a a drug related case, they'll still slay you your first time. You could you could have one, you could have a half a gram of coke. You know, like people don't really. That's not nothing to go down for, but the police will slay you for that. Let you, they let can. you, yeah, let you not be a felon. Let you be a, a black man, a Latino man, a, you know, a a, a, a white minority. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you could be any color, honestly, but let it be your first time and you live in a in one of the hoods. And I'm not, I'm, I say one of the hoods because it's hoods on every part, of, every side of Chicago. People don't even realize that. Mm. Young Pappy was from uptown. I never knew nothing about. Uptown being bad before I heard of that shit. There's people that's in that's in fucking uh, what's it before Skokie? It's Evanston fucked up some places. Rogers Park, yeah, it Rogers was, Park yeah. fucked up some places. The West Side, the South Side, even places like Bellwood, Maywood, people still get shot. So you can't sick, you can't single out anybody whatsoever. It's still from the hood. It's just you gotta break that. You gonna you gotta want to break that cycle yourself. You gotta mm. want different from yourself. Like to to elaborate a little bit more too, what mm-hmm. changed me too, like how I met you, going to college parties. People from my neighborhood they don't go to parties at nobody at UIC throwing. They don't go to no party mm-hmm. at nobody at Loyola DePaul throwing. They going to some hood shit. Niggas got guns now. All they listen to is little baby. All they listen to, you know, that's just not literally little baby, but that's oh, all nigga. they focus on <laughs> is the hood music. They're not thinking about. We can go to a party. We can hear Mr. Rage by Trippy Red. That should be a fucking hit. Everybody in there acting a fucking fool. And they could play, yeah, 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 I'm paid. They could play that right after. And it'd be the same fucking hit. Yeah. If we go to a hood party, we try to turn on Trippy Red or Uzi or somebody, turn that goofy ass shit off. They want to hear some herbal. They want to hear some. But that's the hood cycle. That's what you grow up around. That's what you see. That's why the reason, too, that the music hits so hard because that's literally our lives. That's what we've been through. We've been through. Your homie got a gun on the blocks. One of them got shot. Everybody ran. Now you come back. Your homie right there, down, land on the ground. You know what I'm saying? It be shit like that for real. You seen shit like that? Yeah, I done seen people dead. I done been. I kid you not. I haven't seen my homie that dropped me off here. I haven't seen him in like three, four years. Last time, not the last time, but one of the times that we kicked it. Probably like the last couple of times I seen him, he got shot. We was walking. Oh, bro, that the... the um... Nah, nah, another guy. But he got shot. We was walking through Inglewood, like three, four blocks away from my home. I swear to God, from my house. He's straight? Yeah, he's straight. He just got shot. He got shot in the ass, though. My other homie that was with him, we the, it was crazy. I was standing in between them. My homie got shot on this side. My other homie got shot on this side. He got shot in the ass. He got shot in the arm. I don't understand how I didn't get shot. I swear they to blessed. you. They blessed. Yeah. Damn. I done been through, man, pointless... I can't even count countless shootouts, countless. I got jumped before, all that shit, mall fights, all the shit that, all the shit that these kids was watching on YouTube, <laughs> I literally was doing it, like literally. I don't know if you remember the Ford City riots, Ford City. Uh, hell yeah, Ford City used to be busting. Yeah. I never, I never went, but I know the scene, like. They had a trend one day, it was all like the little Chicago kids, the groups, and we fucked that bitch up. We, we went in there, we took chairs, we bust windows, we just went deep as hell, still in other stores. We used to do it downtown all the time. That was a trend. That was a trend back in 2013, 2012. You would come downtown, everybody hurry up, run in the stores, or, you know, it'd be chaos. But that's fun as a kid, because that's all you know anyway as a Chicago kid. Chaos. 
It's like, you know, if you ain't got a gun, you're trying to go find something fun to do. And that fun to do might result in a fight or might result in something else because the ignorance of where you come from, you're from the hood. Everybody not thinking like you, like I say. Mm. I got a, I got some friends that's really humble, that's not no killers, but they'll kill you, that's drug dealers, and you know, but they just want to get money. They just want to support their families. But they don't consider themselves a drug dealer. They don't consider themselves none of that. They just feed their family. Mm. I know real killers out here that got themselves in the situations, but they do this shit because they have to. That's the life that you live in Chicago, especially like how we were saying earlier, just like with the world. It's all about anger. This shit be revenge fueled. Everything, everything is revenge fueled. Oh, you killed my homie, so I'm gonna come pop you. Or you ain't even have to kill him. You pop my homie, mm. and then I'm gonna come pop you. But whole time I came, popped you. I killed you. So now this a whole another war started. Mm. Now you gotta watch out. Now I gotta watch my back for the rest of my life because now I'm a killer. I wasn't even doing that at first. I was just doing that because you popped my homie. It's my best mm. friend who I grew up with forever. You know, it be shit like that. Damn. Man, like, I was kind of fortunate that, like, I was in and out of Chicago. I never stayed long enough where I, where I could adapt and, like, you know that, that part where he's like, oh, I kind of, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I want to, like, join that. And that happens usually, like, in your teens. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, freshman year, eighth grade. Because mm-hmm. at first, you're kind of playing video games. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, you, your, your parents and your mom has, like, a lot of control over you mm-hmm. at that point. But then it comes a part where you kind of want to rebel. You know what I'm saying? Them yeah. hormones start kicking in. Yeah. You start bumping I'm I'm 25, so I'm that Chief Keith era. Yeah, I'm 26. Like 20, so. 2013, 2012. That, yeah. The dreads, I had my shit. Like that's that was the yeah. wave. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the thing is too, bro. To add to what we used to add to the question earlier about um, like why the cycle is because we don't get enough support from our parents. Like how we was talking earlier. Like I don't know if you relate honestly, but it's not no. My mama finna drop me off. Fuck no. You better take the train. You better take the bus. That's how you learn Chicago. People learn Chicago. People know Chicago like the back of their hand just from taking the train. Just because you know the green line goes to the red line and the blue line. It goes downtown. Downtown connects everything. You can get to anywhere. Over mm-hmm. here, Midway, Indiana, Skokie, wherever the fuck you want to go. That's the, But that that's what plays a big part, too, like the transport. You out by yourself so much so you can get into so much, in mm-hmm. other words. And you like being dangerous because that's where we from. That's what we do. You like being dangerous. That's that's even even in high school, like, the girls ain't want – even now, girls don't want a guy that's nice to them. They want a tough guy. They want a guy that, you know, that can make them feel com- protected without even really being their protector. With it, with it being a gimmick, you have a gun, mm-hmm. you act tough. They want that. They don't actually want the guy that's nice to them, that's financially stable, that's not going to – I ain't going to say not going to cheat because, hey, you'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these world star relationships and you would think he not cheating. Oh, he perfect. Women look up, went up to him, he cheating. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but women don't women don't want that stand-up guy. They want – let me be more specific. Women from Chicago, especially girls in the hood, mm. <laughs> girls from the suburbs, that's what they grow up seeing. They grow up watching – Especially our era, 25, 26, they grew up watching those cheap key videos. They wanted a black guy with dreads. They want a mm. guy with a gun. He not cute unless it's so many dumbass memes. I want a guy with a Glock. You know <laughs> I seen that. Yeah, like so much dumbass shit. It's like dumb yeah, you want a guy to go to jail unless he got a fucking license. 
Like, you know, there's so much dumb shit. But then if he got a license, that ain't cool no more. Yeah. He got a license. He, know, he washed up. I mean, he can't even. If we get pulled over, we, shit, you got to show him your credentials. That shit not even cool. Them girls want to go on a high-speed chase. <laughs> girls want to, you know. It's just it's just different nowadays. Like, chivalry really dead for a reason. And it's because women. I know I always keep going off to the other shit, but chivalry really is dead for a reason because mm-hmm. women think that. Don't get me wrong. You could dress. You could wear what you want. Men should not control you whatsoever. Mm. But you should not want a stand-up guy or like in the Bible says, if you're not an actual woman, if you're just mm. a lady, if you're just doing whatever the fuck you want and being and not being submissive, whether mm. to whatever. See, this is the thing, too. Women are, women are put being submissive in the category of what your funds look like. You got to be a rich nigga. You got to drive this car type of car. Regardless of that, you ain't got to be a rich nigga. You got to pay the bills. You got to have your own crib. You got to, and they'll be submissive to you. Mm-hmm. If they got their own crib, if they, even if you paying some bills, you make less money than them, they'll act up. They'll cheat. They'll, and they'll think it's okay. You ain't do this. You ain't do that. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't work like that because... Personally, the way I was raised, a woman to stick with you through bad, through good. She listen. Mm. She don't listen to everything you say. She has an opinion, but the man is the man. Mm. It's not like how it was. Lot. It's not like how it was 40, 50 years ago, where it's black households. People got their parents, their father and their mother. Their parents get married, never divorce. It's just we don't got that stability anymore. Mm. That's why a lot of this shit is the way it is. That's why the hood cycle the way it is. That's why. Kids out here killing each other. That's why women think it's okay to just. I'm not going to keep saying like women think it's okay because mm. I don't want it to be like a women hate thing. I mm. really love women and I'm all for women that's independent and doing their best. Not their best, but doing, showing their talents through social media and being an influencer. But I don't believe in Instagram models. That shit mm. a gimmick if you ask me. Why? Because. A woman like that, uh, a go for streams, a go for trying to get noticed by a magazine. A woman can have 80 or 100K followers and just be a regular bitch to take pictures. She ain't got no sponsorships. She ain't got no, you know what I'm saying? She doing video shoots, photo shoots for free for a nigga that's paid as clouded. Or she doing photo shoots getting paid by a creep nigga that's mm-hmm. just want to take pictures. And, you know, and it'd be a lot of shit like that. Don't get me wrong to the woman that's working out here that's doing that shit. I really fuck with y'all. All the Instagram influences, all the women. But it's women like Ari I don't fuck with. Like G Herbo, baby. It's women like that. And then just to put this, just to nudge this shit, look at Lil Dirk, baby mama. Mm-hmm. She don't do no club appearances. She don't show her body on social media. She don't do none of that shit. It's no reason nobody wants to go see Ari. Honestly, that's a regular bitch. Mm-hmm. That's money bag yo's bitch. What you want to see her for? She don't rap. She don't. I don't understand mm-hmm. what she getting paid for. Honestly, all that women women should be empowered to do stuff, but it's certain stuff that they should just. Women don't know their roles. Let me say mm-hmm. that, and it's a certain role that some women play. If you're a wife to a rich man, you're his number one fan. You're his entourage. You're pushing that shit. You're not trying to push your shit. It's not like you're important, but that's y'all money maker. That's just like, let me put this in another context. With the baby and his friends, they jump dude. 
It's no fair fights in Hollywood, first of all. Mm-hmm. And for two, it's no fair fights. It's no limit to where you can go if you're with an artist. Mm-hmm. The artist is your money maker. You protect him at all costs. If he go down, all that shit go down. And I know this shit firsthand. Mm-hmm. Famous Dex, my brother, my best friend. We have up, we have down times. And it was a time that I was down and he wasn't around. He was in rehab. So there's no connections for me other than my other, the other artists I work with, my videographer, my us, my um, media company that I work with, Smiley Films, I manage for them, my tattoo artist, uh, Tattoo Eli. Um, but other than that, musically, it was nothing going on for me, basically. Just like it was to a point where I was in Chicago, so I'd be back and forth to LA all the time. He got the crib, we sleeping at Dex's crib. It's a point where Dex went to rehab one day and there's nobody at the crib, so I can't get in the crib. So I have to, so I'm coming to LA and I'm I shit out of luck. You know, shit like that. Yeah. That's just like with the King Von shit. Lil Tim didn't do nothing wrong. He protected his money getter at all costs. King Von homies didn't do nothing wrong. They was trying to protect their money getter at all costs. They was around him while no, jumping nobody not right, period. But they doing what they supposed to do. They was protecting him at all costs. Look at it now. It's not no more tour. It's not no more the guys. It's just King Von, mom or whoever own, own his estate, the label, empire. They getting pieces of that money from these post... However the fuck you say it, I, the, the, the albums after you die. Post, yeah, it's it's all a finesse. Just like I know Lil Bibby and all them, they really didn't expect nothing to happen in Juice World. That was baby Michael Jackson. Shocking. Yeah. I, oh, I did it take all these perks. Oh, he's straight. Yeah. No, I'm not going to lie, though. You can take eight perk tens and you're not going to overdose. Mm. You can take 100 milligrams worth of perks. You're not going to overdose. Mm. You're not. I swear to you, bro, you're not. I know this from me personally. I done mm. took 100 milligrams of perk. Like, mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm. I'm not a drug addict, but drug use is a big thing, especially among music artists. I've never, people around us, they do other stuff like cocaine and shit. I never did. I did coke one time. I was 16. Mm. Never tried it again. But it's it's your choice. And that one thing can be the downfall of everything, honestly. Mm. Like with Juice World, like with... Let me say this about Dex. Dex is still at a point where he can still do what he want to do, and he can still be that star. Mm-hmm. He just got to get together mentally, and I know he will because he's really strong, and he is a real good guy. And I just feel like he just got to get to a point where he is hungry again, which he is because he tells me all the time, like, I'm hungry. I miss this shit. I want this shit. But... I feel like this was a wake-up call. All the shit that people see on social media, all that shit, it's a good thing because people, people gonna dictate you whatever way they see you. And whatever way social media dictates you, that's the way they gonna dictate you as well. So you always gotta start somewhere. Rehab is good for everybody. Jail is good for some people. It's not the best options. I'm not telling nobody to go to jail because jail not a fun thing. I know from personal experience, I'm not a felon. I have no criminal background except for getting caught with drugs. You know, other than that, yeah. I never did nothing violent. I never, I can go to Dubai. <laughs> I can go to Canada. Shit like that. But 
you know, it just is what it is. It just is what it is. I just feel like you gotta get right with yourself before you cancel yourself out. Mm-hmm. I was watching the um, the OG Famous Dex interview mm-hmm. on No Jumper, mm-hmm. and um, like you said, his story, man, is is so inspiring. His story is just like you said, out the trenches. You feel me? Yeah. And just you know, what I'm saying, being such a positive thinker. Yeah, and, you know. And and one thing that people, a lot of people don't know. Bro don't got no mom or no dad. People know his mom died of breast cancer around 2014, 15. He, Dex, haven't seen his father since he was a little kid and his father is dead. You know, he gone. Dex didn't have no mom or no dad. He did this shit by himself, literally. 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 Going to the studio on 33rd National. Sis, sis, turn me up, cut me up, sis. I don't know what the fuck happened to sis. She got married, moved to Jamaica or some shit. Mm. But... It was that grind every day. It was that every day going there. And that's what made it. Being consistent, dropping a video every week. Locker Films first. Shout out to Locker Films. Incredible person, incredible artist, great director. Then it was Cole Bennett. Shout out Cole Bennett. You know, but I feel like also. What happened? Somewhere along the way, you know what I'm saying? That that hunger that he showed. Because. I was watching the interview, and obviously, you know what I'm saying, you, you, you were there, so all that shit, you, you firsthand, but from the interview, he was talking about, you know what I'm saying, he don't got nobody in this corner who don't work. He was heavy on that, on that discipline. Yeah. He was heavy That's on that. That's to kick you the fuck out the house. He'll tell you, you ready to go to Chicago? Literally. That's Type shit. That, that, that'll hurt your feelings if somebody just wake up and just be like, bro, y'all last time clean up. Y'all ain't did shit. You ready to go home? I'm finna book your flight right now, and he'll send you the fuck home. For real. Right. If you're not trying to work, he asked me one day, what you trying to be? At first, I was just an entourage, just smoke, get high all day, pop perks and shit. So I thought about it one day, like, I could actually be something. I'm one of the intelligent ones out the group, mm-hmm. out of everybody. I can articulate, I can speak, phone calls, flights, uh, booking shows, booking features. That shit was me. Everybody else, not everybody else, because we got some talented individuals in our group, but a lot of other people couldn't do that. And he saw that in me, and he told me one day, what you want to be? What you going to do? Because ain't no one sitting around, you got to go the fuck home. Go back to Chicago. Go stay on the block with the rest of the niggas. Period. And that's what drove me. And what drove me more, he always was on my ass more than anybody else. We had the rest of our entourage. He'd buy a flight, bring them out. You know, they could do whatever they could. He wouldn't buy my flight. <laughs> he not finna, he not finna, say like, say like he, he go out of town or something, he come back the house dirty. That shit my fault. You could, he could have bought these niggas out here. They could have not cleaned up. That shit my fault. They there, you got to. Because you found them. Yeah. That shit my fault. Oh, it's a, what, y'all got some bitches over here? Hell no, nah, we, can't, we can't have no. I ain't had them over here. You let them in. You let them come in with them. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really. That's some big bro shit. Yeah, people don't see that, though. They just see, like, oh, he just like he just likes to do drugs. He just want to have fun. Nah, this guy really is more intelligent than anybody really think. And it's because of all that not having nothing, not having no mom, not seeing his little brothers and sisters all the time, not seeing, you know what I'm saying? Living in a living in a two bedroom apartment, sharing a room with with you know with brothers. Shit, this shit was for real. Bunk beds, all yeah. the same room type shit. It wasn't even a bunk bed, bro. It was one bed. We shared one bed. I swear to God. Different size. Yeah. Type shit. Switch it up. Yeah. And half the time, it's our other brother. Him and our other brother sleep in the room. I'm sleeping. On the couch or on the chair somewhere. Literally. Literally. But I didn't live with them. That was just when I 
go over their crib and shit, but literally it's like that, you know? And it wasn't no deal. It wasn't no, a lot of shit too. It's a lot of shit people don't know that plays a part into the person that he is. That's mm -hmm. why I'm gonna say that. The drugs, everything, that shit influential. Like doing drugs is like an influential thing for, in mm -hmm. our neighborhood. Everybody do ecstasy. Everybody, perks and shit just came popular and shit, but we always did ecstasy. We always smoked fat ass blunts. Even before backwards came out, we smoked Dutchess, like mm -hmm. Dutch masters. We never smoked Swishes all the time. If we smoked the Swishes, that bitch had to be fat. It couldn't be no little blunt. You know how people roll up a pencil blunt. Couldn't be that shit. It always was different. Mm -hmm. We walked everywhere. We didn't care about having a ride. We literally didn't. We would walk from 69th and Halstead to 59th and Ashland, literally. And that's, what, and a half. 10 blocks yeah. each way. <clears throat> so, you know. Facts. For real. So that's just the environment. Yeah. That's just the, man, just like how much of, because going, going way back like to the streets and shit, like you said that you didn't have to be in the streets. No, you I said, chose it. You said you chose this. So like, what, you know what I'm saying? What what kind of drew you to, to the streets? You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, because you talk about like, the, you know what I'm saying? The females, that's what they fucking with. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's the hood nigga type shit. But like, I want to know, you know what I'm saying? What kind of drew you to the street? Just same fun. Everybody, you, you pull up on the block. The older niggas slick talking you. Who is this? Slick talking you, but that shit make you feel comfortable. That's like a joke. That the the other niggas in the hood, they might not be fucking with you trying to gain validation from them. You a new guy, you trying to come around. They end up fucking with you. You smoking, you doing all that shit. They having parties every weekend on the block outside. Hella bitches pulling up. That shit fun. You young. That's the only thing around you too. Mm. It's nothing else around. A person in the hood would never First of all, half of people don't like driving past 35th. They feel like, oh, it's taking too long. It's too, I need gas. Or It's like nobody would, just like I was saying how I met you, it's no it, it's no parties like that. It's no, you won't even see, you won't even see a white person, never, unless you go downtown, literally. It's some people in my neighborhood that never had a friend that was white. They never had a friend that was Mexican. They never had, they never went to the west side of Chicago. They never went to the north side. They never been to O'Hare. They never took a flight. They never went nowhere out of town. All that shit play a part. You know, like, it's just, it is what it is. Type shit. But that's the type of, that's what drew me more. Being around people like that. Mm. And then seeing where their minds were at, all their like ideas and their thoughts with the world and some of that shit made you feel free. Cause a lot of the stuff like where I come from, it wasn't like in my house, I don't can't smoke no weed in my house. Can't come home drunk. I can't go to jail and my mama gonna buy me out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my mama gonna let me sit in jail. My mama gonna she not put no money on my books. None of that shit. Like it was it was all different for me, but being around those people had me excited so much. And it's like, damn. And these is my homies that I grew up with. Like, I used to play basketball with them. We was little kids before we ever thought about gangbanging. We was trying to talk. We was talking to girls and shit before we ever thought about gangbanging. We, you know, this is just what you grew up around. So that's why it's influenced you so much. Mm -hmm. Just like, just like a kid that grew up in the suburbs and he a gamer. He don't even want to fucking come outside. 
Mm-hmm. He want to win on a game. He want to play a tournament or win some money. That's his way of having fun. That's what excites him. My excitement, people excitement in the hood is going outside. Because when you're in a house, half the people in the hood got the old PlayStation or, you know what I'm saying, or yeah. shit like that. That shit out there, you ain't finna sit and play that shit all day unless you're gambling for money, playing 2K, playing Madden. You ain't finna sit and play that shit all day. You finna go outside, it's hot outside. Type you shit. finna go to the park district, play ball. You finna just go sit on your porch, smoke, anything. Mm-hmm. People people walking past. One thing I can say too, neighbors in the hood, the hood stick together. Mm-hmm. People will walk past it won't even be your neighbor. It'd be a person from around the corner. You wouldn't know them. That's your friend now. Hey, how you doing, miss? Now, she live around the corner. You know what I'm saying? It's like that. The hoods stick together for certain shit. Just like when looting was about, the hood definitely stuck together. I was there firsthand. I'm not going to lie like I didn't take a part of the shit, but I saw some crazy shit. I've never seen that many black people work together. They trying to open up the currency exchange. <laughs> I never was it successful? Huh? Was it successful? Yeah. Yeah. They cracked that bitch. Yeah. It wasn't shit in there, but like uh, <laughs> dollar bills, they took all the big shit out of two dollar bills and chain and dollar coins and shit, shit like that. It wasn't oh, shit, shit in there. That's something, but you know right. what I mean? It wasn't no big money in there. They they robbed the liquor store. I, I see 10 black people around each other. One of them got an axe, one of them got a hammer. Break that bitch, break that bitch. People helping each other step up to get inside, climb through the window. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we I can't work together. Yeah, I never saw that shit ever. I was so confused. So we can like, work together. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, damn, this shit, that's all they had to take. Not that killing no black people, yeah. George Floyd, rest in peace, that whole movement. We wrong for some, for we wrong. Some people that were just looting the loot, terribly wrong. But some people that was doing it to make, to make a, what's the word? To make an example. Mm. I feel there's no right or wrong in this situation, but I feel like the greater good is for the greater good. It's okay <laughs> to a certain extent. Looting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you gotta. I don't feel like looting in your neighborhood is good, though, because. I think that was trash. That's terrible. Lie, yeah. That don't even make sense. We ain't even had no liquor stores, we ain't had no gas station. Yeah. Food for less and jewels and shit was fucked up. It wasn't no groceries. Like, it's, yeah. it was the dumbest That's shit. That's dumb. Yeah. That's dumb. But, people, but Mexican neighborhoods, like Little Village, they stood in front of all their stores and shit. Like, one of my play aunts, they went over there to Little Village, tried to loot. They got shot at. Somebody, a pregnant woman got stabbed and she was a black woman. Oh, my God. Yeah, I swear. Yeah, I mean, I'm not They don't lie. play. That, like, they work together. They keep it yeah. together. They don't play. It's not no fucking up their business and that shit. Hell no. and that's what we should have been thinking with black people. For us to be to so, I'm not gonna say so called because I deeply believe this. For us to be the dominant race, mm-hmm. we think a lot different. We're more of literal people. Just like let me put this in example. A black man could be like, "Yeah, let's go uh, get something to eat," and we just go. Like a Caucasian man, he they would schedule lunch. <laughs> they would. Like me and you right now. After we get done podcast, we go, yeah, let's go get Portillo's, you know. Mm. If we were of different demographics, it would be, yeah, but I got to, let's, let's, let's make it quick. I got to uh, go do this. Mm. And, you know, that's not really the importance of stuff. Yeah, yeah, the importance of stuff. The importance of stuff to us, it have to be something that's actually 
detrimental, not something as little as eating lunch, mm -hmm. not something as small as, not something as small as just like, what can I put his ass? But you know what I mean? Are you saying like, we only plan, we only plan if like it has to be something big for us to plan? Yeah, or but something like, important in our mind. Mm -hmm. We don't just, we go off spontaneous, like just, we go off being spontaneous, like how you said. Mm -hmm. We can think off like, the cuff. Yeah. Type shit, like, yeah. okay. We can like, oh, I'm hungry. I want to get this. No, I might get this. Another person having their head, like, I'm hungry. I want this. No, nah, I want that. Mm. No, nah, I want that burger from Protelos. I don't want Italian beef. You should mm. try the beef, bro. I could probably convince you. Yeah. Another person I can't convince. I'm not going to say. They already know what they want. Yeah. Okay. But it's, that's, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that's just with black people either, but, but it's, it's all about. It's close minded. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's basically yeah. like the, the, the way that we think as a black people is different from everybody else. Mm. That's all I was just really trying to say. I know mm -hmm. I get kind of stuttered, but the point I was trying to make, we're more of a see, do, go, and other people are more of a plan, articulate, make sure it's on time, make sure, you know, it's a mm. set thing. It's really not like that with black people. We just go, do. It's just how you feel in the morning, honestly. No, I feel that. And I feel like so much of that is because, and, and I don't even want to say, because it's like, it's black people in Atlanta. You mm -hmm. feel me? Doing big, doing all that plan. Yeah. Like Tyler Perry Studios is the biggest, you know what I'm saying? Studio. Over. Yeah, the biggest. Type shit. I was just there last year. Like, you would, you would never think like that's all black owned. You know, yeah. and we doing it big. So it's like, it's more so, it's not necessarily a black thing. It's more so people in that impoverished situation. Yeah. People in that, because like you said, like, you go outside, this could be your last day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how the fuck, if this is your last day, you think about planning. Exactly. Planning? This might be my last meal. For real. You know what I'm saying? So like, it makes sense. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It makes sense that I'm thinking short term, because I might have a short life. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. And it's like, going back to you, like, you know, I don't know, when, when did you go out to L.A. and all that and start, you know, seeing the world? My first time was in 2016, but uh, I've been a lot of places before that. Because mm -hmm. my mom... Hey, hey, not to interrupt, man. Go crazy, man. We got the celery. I know you fuck with apples. We got carrots and shit. Yeah. This shit I was going to say this shit getting cold, but it's already cold. <laughs> but yeah, my, uh, my mom, before she was a teacher, she did daycare. Before that, she worked at the YMCA. So I was always around children that I mm -hmm. didn't know, that weren't related to me. And we took little field trips. Regardless of that though, I always went to a good school. I always went to Catholic school up until high school. Freshman year, I went to De La Salle in 35th. Mm -hmm. Like top 10 school in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, no books, straight laptop, maybe one or two books. Be that's right. right on, that's right outside of IIT. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No books though, straight laptops. Mm. Lenovo laptops, you can turn it. You got a stylus, you can write on it, shit mm. like that. I was, I was always accustomed to better things than my peers throughout my whole life because of my mother. Me being adopted, but me having the intelligence that I had, she always wanted me to be something. So like, when I was younger, we would go to 
we were just going like, even if it wasn't with the children, we were going on a family trip, her, me, my dad, my aunties. We go to Florida. I never been to Miami. We went to Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, but people tell me Fort Lauderdale is like basically Miami, 20 minutes away. Um, my eighth grade trip, I went to, and this is crazy too, I went to a all black Catholic school. Mm. All black Catholic elementary school, San Miguel. It was on uh, Leamington and Chicago Avenue. They closed now, but they still got a school in the back of the yards. Um, that And that school was all Latino. Mm. But, um, excuse me. My eighth grade trip, we went to DC. Well, we went to DMV. Saw Virginia, saw George Washington House, all that shit. Before that, my mom originally from Tennessee. We used to go down there all the time. Um, where else? Um, my oldest brother, rest in peace, he died from cancer. His, uh, uh, he used to live in Minnesota, Brainerd. That's not far from like Canada, but it's like two hours away from Minneapolis. You know, Minneapolis, St. Paul, like a six hour trip. That's like an eight hour trip mm. to Brainerd. Uh, Wisconsin Dells all the time. That's regular Chicago shit though, Indiana, you know. I have, but uh, Atlanta one time, a long time ago, I don't even remember that shit. I was like 12, 13 years old. Um, but I've been some places. Like, just like hotels and shit, that shit really don't excite me. Hotel parties. My mom used to get hotels for us when I was a little kid. Water park hotels, all that shit. So it's like, it's a lot of shit wasn't new to me. That's what it really was too. Like, a lot of shit wasn't new to me. Especially too because what people don't know, Chicago is one of the most cultural cities. We have some of the top shit in the world. Who's telling me that? 2018, we was number two in the U.S. for food. It's always like New Orleans or New York or somebody that beat us out every other year. But it was like number two for food. Number one, three of the top ten hotels in the U.S. is in Chicago. The Peninsula, the Langham, the Four Seasons. Mm. So... When I went other places, it didn't really excite me because, and another thing too, like our downtown, our skyline, I'm like, man, this shit, but little as fuck. What the fuck? Downtown? It's downtown? Like, you know, I've been to Seattle too, uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish, but Seattle, San Francisco, LA, uh, San Diego, uh, Vegas. Vegas, so crazy. This is another thing about drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> the first time I went to Vegas, it was 3 o'clock in L.A. I popped the Xanax. Mm. I told my friends, like, let me see the desert. I'm a hood nigga. I never saw the desert. I want to see the desert. Off there. I popped the Xanax. I fall asleep in the car about five minutes into the trip. You know how the Xanax oh, yeah. is. You're gone. I woke up. It was 7 o'clock. We was at a liquor store in Vegas. <laughs> Where's the desert? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? They like, it was a tornado when it was a sandstorm too. They showing me videos and shit. I'm oh, mad. Yeah, I did go to the desert. Yeah, I'm mad as fuck. They showing me. I was asleep the whole time. Were you blacked out or sleep? Sleep. Oh, but, okay. but Xanax sleep, so basically blacked out. I didn't so drink no liquor. You were just doing shit? You just don't remember? No, nah, I wasn't doing shit, oh, so okay. I was asleep. Oh, okay, okay. 
But you know that Xanax sleep is like a blackout. Like mm. I know what you mean though, blackout. You can I black out off Xanax. Yeah, no. Still be active. Yeah, I blacked <laughs> out on my birthday off yeah. the Xanax because I was drinking liquor with it. Oh yeah, and I knew better. I thought I was just gonna be a little high. Oh no, blacked out totally. Didn't remember shit. Woke up, it was the next day. Oh yeah. Didn't even my girl didn't even get to do nothing with her on my birthday. Oh, no. <laughs> nothing. It's I woke up, she was gone. She told me she put me on the couch. I ended up in my room. I swear to God. Mm. That's another reason why I, I didn't say this before, but like I really stopped doing drugs. Mm. I ain't popped the Xanax in like two months. I ain't did Percocet like three, four months. But even in the process of me doing it, I was never a drug addict. It'd be like once, twice a month. Mm. It'd be, and like earlier, like the hood cyphers, it's the influence, it's the other people around me. It's the artists around me. It's just, especially in LA, drugs so easy to get. That's how it is. So, like, you said Famous Dex was heavy on working. Mm-hmm. And heavy on. Is, is that what, is he what kind of motivated you? It's because, like, you do a lot of things. You um, you said you manage artists, mm-hmm. you um, DJ, mm-hmm. you promote. How did that start, those ambitions? Um, my brother, my oldest brother was a DJ. My brother that um, died, rest in peace. He, um,. He's a DJ since the 80s and 90s, everything. Mm-hmm. And his father, not my father, but his uh, father was a DJ also. And my brother bought me a synthesizer, some turntables, like a little, it wasn't even turntables, it was like just a, uh, what's the word? I don't know, but basically like this was back when, yeah this, yeah, this is back when equipment, a lot of different equipment was needed. Now you just need turntables. Yeah. Just plug that shit up. But um bought me some equipment, bought me like the virtual DJ Pro and the Serato um shit. And before I had any turntables, I would just DJ parties like that. Mm. <laughs> In high school, I would just use it like that. No turntables, just I had to to adjust I had the uh I had the box to adjust the system, the leveler, and I had the laptop. That was it. That's a lot of DJ. But as to being an artist assistant and r that was brought to me by Dex. Like I told you earlier, he asked me one day, what you want to be? I, I told him a DJ. Mm. He told me, you can be my backup DJ or something, but I got a um, lucrative contract with DJ Sean. Shout out DJ Sean, world famous. Um, I got a contract with DJ Sean, so that wouldn't work out. Like, you know? Um, so I told him like, okay, I'll be your assistant. I was already doing assistant shit anyway. I'm the only one that got licensed. I'm the only one that know how to cook. I'm the only one clean up the house. You know, like I was telling you, me and Dex are the only people that clean up the house. Other than, you know, a couple other guys, our homies. Nobody really was already on it before something was said to them. It wouldn't be no, with us, it wouldn't be a cleaning shit up. It would just be a damn, this shit dirty as fuck. You got a sweep. Why is it back with guts on the table? Why is it, you know? Tell them, tell them bitches wake up. Tell them they got to go home. Ain't no laying up with hoes. You know what I'm saying? It's shit like that. It was always business. We finna go to the studio. Get on Instagram. Call them producers. See who got some beats. See who locked in. Make a relationship. It was always shit like that. Mm-hmm. And me being an assistant, me making that position what it actually was, that's what opened up my mind to do other things. Like, manage the tattoo artist. My tattoo artist is like my best friend, Eli. Mm-hmm. But... I manage him and I get bookings for him. I don't even take 
money from him half the time. It's be straight off him. I just let him do him because that's the love between us. But we know that we got to understand that people come with a certain budget, you know, you're going to break me off for that. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing on paper or nothing, but he trusts me to a point where he know I'm not going to fuck him over and he and I know he's not going to fuck me over whatsoever. For another reason, we live on the same block. <laughs> you know, it's shit like that. But um, with the media company, Smiley Films, I kind of just got put into that by Smiley himself, Caden Campisi. Shout out Caden, shout out Luke. Shout out Owie, Owen. <laughs> but uh, Caden was just a good friend of mine. He was just shooting videos. Caden actually was introduced to us by uh, CEO Boss Murder, who is Dex's role manager. Mm. Shout out to Murder. Murder, Murder do a lot of things with um, different artists and promo with the clubs. And he a real, he's a real good person to know and a real good friend to have, especially in the music business. Because he know the ins and outs. And mm. he going to actually take care of business. Yeah, a little bit. But um, but um, Caden was introduced to us by murder. Caden was one day was shooting a video for Dex, and if I'm not mistaken, I don't know what video it was. I was thinking it was one, but that was later down in the line. He was shooting a video for Dex. We got locked in. We met again in Chicago. We we met in LA the first time at Dex crib in the Valley. We live. We always lived in the Valley. We never lived in Hollywood. We never lived none of that bullshit. Um, living in North Hollywood, but never Hollywood, never none of that other shit. Me, myself, I stay in the studio city, but that's besides the point. But um, that's how I got, I met Caden in LA, went back to Chicago. We were shooting a video at the Lowe's Hotel right here on uh, Illinois in Columbus. Mm. And um, I think after that, after he shot the video, he stayed around and kicked it with us. Cause sometimes he just leave, might smoke a few blunts. He kicked it with us. And we just got locked in as friends. And he came to Chicago one time that Dex was out of town. He got a hotel and we just kicked it. We chopped it up all night. And I was just telling him, like, I would love to uh, work with you. He was like, yeah, you should. You should be a manager. Mm. And it was a surprise to me. Caden a little bit younger, but he one of those people, like, he really business-oriented. He got his head on together so he know what's going on. He just not going to say anything like, oh, be my manager. No, it wasn't that. He literally saw something in me. And he knew that we could make this brand pop. And with the connections that... I got uh, working with several different artists. Um, it just flew like that. And now that's my bro, like brothers. That's how it is. Mm. It's a lot of, it's, most of my shit came from networking. Let me say that. Most of my shit came from networking and building good relationships. Mm. That's one of the biggest things that people fail to realize in the world. Networking is the way that you can get in any room. You can get more rich by networking than a college degree. Mm. I can tell you that right now. We can go to a party in Miami, not even just going to say L.A. You can see fucking J. Cole don't get fucked up. But you could be in there with Jamie Foxx or somebody and y'all could be getting fucked up. Not even just that y'all getting drunk or whatever. You might see something you might like. Just chopping it up. Yeah. You text him like, what's up, Jamie? Now Jamie fucking with you. And Jamie bought you around. Jamie finna start back. Jamie finna drop you. Who knows? But Jamie finna drop another album. He's singing. You would you meet, like, say if you, you were in my shoes. You a and r you a producer. You got people that make beats. You got all that shit. All that shit work out together. You like a middleman between an artist and a label. Basically, that's what A&R is, but mm. just shit can work out in a different way. Mm. That's what I know of people. How much, like, what was, like, the, because it's, like, 
me personally, that's and that's just my own ignorance, but that's my first time like even hearing about that lip, like an A&R. Mm-hmm. So like, how much is the, of that, like, what was like some of the obstacles, you know, you faced like being an A&R? Like, cause I know that world is kind of, yeah. you know, dealing with artists and shit. Yeah. The biggest thing is the label. If you are independent A&R, assistant, you working directly for an artist, there's gonna be a lot of shit that you agree on that the label doesn't, or a lot of shit that the artist wants and the label doesn't. Mm. And that could hold you back from a lot of shit. Or you could have an artist that's just belligerent as fuck and don't really, can't be controlled, but he does certain stuff. Mm. You can miss drops, you can miss certain stuff. You can miss a show, you can miss, you know what I'm saying? And that's one of the biggest obstacles because a lot of times, people come to you like, what were y'all doing? You was with them. Where was he at? We tried to keep you in contact so he could come. A lot of times, people try to keep in contact with you because they know an artist can't be controlled. They know the people that are around an artist influence them, and that's for everybody. Just like with this Kim K shit. I'm going to go back on top of it, but her publicist is the one writing this shit. Kim K ain't writing this shit, even though she might feel like that, but her publicist, her publicist is making her feel more like that. Mm-hmm. Kanye said it, other people said it, you know? But... We're artists. That's how it is. And another obstacle I can say is just dealing with everything that comes with it. If if it's women, because you're not you're not marrying every woman that you with, especially your artists. A lot of these women you fucking one time and you never see them again, or you might run into them again. They done got your name tatted. They done all type of shit. Damn. You see shit like that? Hmm? You no. see shit like that? No, I de- a girl got Dexter on her face, tatted. That's not going away. On some real shit, this is not one of my proud moments, but a girl got my name tatted, and I only met her one day. Literally, we hooked up one time after a party, got my mm-hmm. name tatted the next day. Damn. I swear to God. That groupie shit real, especially... With females from different places, mm. females in Chicago, they hard as a rock. They know you can't even trick them at a certain shit. You can't even tell them certain shit would be offensive to them. Mm-hmm. You could go tell a bitch in Cali anything. Like, mm. Are you gonna do this? Okay, girl in Chicago, boy, who you? You think I'm a goofy? Boy, get your yeah, get your dumb ass. Type shit. <laughs> yeah, and it literally be that. But other than that. Another thing with the artists would be like, with these producers, producers feel left out, they feel used, and then they'll blame that on the artist, or they'll say like the artist did something, and then I don't fuck up the relationship you got in between with the with the producer or the beat maker, you know what I'm saying? And they'll blame it on you like, oh, you didn't, you didn't, but a lot of times, I played your beats, your beats were in rotation. It's not my fault that they didn't get used. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not my fault that, you know? It's, it's, it's literally not my fault. It's all about what the artists want at the end of the day. You can't be mad about that shit. Where? So it's like your job to kind of reach out. Reach yeah, out to them. To everybody. And, to yeah. everybody. But then that kind of gets their hopes up. Yeah. So then they be disappointed. Yeah. Like if the, if the artist chooses to be the not. That's, that's not your control. That's not your control. Yeah, just like a, a person will hear me asking about a photo shoot or a feature. And then when they hear the price, they try to tell me a way less price. Like a feature... At least four or five thousand more. Hmm. They're trying to tell me five hundred. I got a thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
work with me. I'm, I just wanna. That's not how this shit work. No. Unless you, unless we see individually that you hard or like we like you, that's not how that shit work. We not going off giving up everybody a chance. Everybody ain't give us a chance. Mm-hmm. It's not like we being like assholes, cause we still talk to you. I give you, a, I give everybody a conversation. I don't ignore everybody. I give everybody a conversation. I see where your head at. I ask you about your budget, everything before you even get started. And sometimes shit just don't go right. Just like uh, we had a feature done with an artist, but. We couldn't let the song out on all platforms because the label had to clear it. And the artist that paid for the feature let the song out anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was a misunderstanding, you know, going back and forth, you know how people words and words. And now he feel like he was wrong, but that's how this shit works. Mm-hmm. They not, the artist not in charge of everything. It's people out here like Meek Mill that's complaining right now. I haven't seen a check from uh, whatever the fuck wow. scope in five years. You know, it's shit like that, for real. Damn. It's all about what they want. So, like, you was fucking with Famous Dex Heavy type shit. Yeah. Y'all was in LA and shit. And it's like, I'm an outsider looking in. That, that's a world that's like, Maybe I want to get there. Maybe I don't. No, you would I, fit perfect. Okay. But, um, Trust and believe. Like, dead ass. You would fit perfect. Okay. But, um, but like, from your experience, like, what was, what was that lifestyle like? You mentioned, like, the groupies and shit. Like, is it... Because a lot of people glamorize the shit. You know what I'm saying? But, like, that's y'all every day. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, after the music video, we just see the music video. We don't see the behind the scenes. We don't see... What was mm-hmm. it like you being there? You know what I'm saying? You know, just in that lifestyle, that that artist lifestyle. What was what was that like? Kind of just seeing from the, I guess, the friends' point of view, or the brothers' point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing how famous Dex grew over the years, and you just kind of, you know, learning from that. What was that like? Just being in that environment. It was like I'd do anything to stay around, and I'd do anything for him because he's my brother, right or wrong. But it get to a point where it's a little mm-hmm. like it devours you eternally, like internally. It eats you up from just being that. Not so much that you would get bored, you would get kind of irritated by that lifestyle every day. It's like you waking up, we smoking weed all day. We got pounds of weed, we get a pound of weed every day. Everybody smoke their own blunt. We're not passing blunts. We drugs is cheap. It's good drugs. We going to the studio, studio paid for, you know, we could record our own song. I could record my own music for free. I ain't gotta pay for that shit. I ain't gotta we getting in we getting in black trucks. We riding around smoking in that shit all day. We you know what I'm saying? We not driving no car. We all of that shit. And when you go down and all that shit not there no more, that played the biggest part. Because it's like you be trying to seek a, le- a level of validation for yourself that you're trying to get back to that point. Like right now, sometimes like I take Ubers, I take black trucks just because it feels better, it's more comfortable, it's more, you know, even though that shit way more expensive, like, you know, but it's different out there because the label was paying for that shit. We wasn't paying for no trucks, we ain't paying for no hotels, we ain't paying for no flights. We not, I'm not even gonna get into uh, some more shit, but we not even paying Phone bills, basically. Shit like that. And it's like, when once you can't do that for yourself, that shit will eat you up on the inside and you will really want that and you will die. Not die, but you will 
seek that same, you will seek that same shit. Like you want that so bad. You want that so bad. Like right now, I be thinking to myself like, yeah, I'm gonna go into it by myself. You get black trucks, you know, get some weed, some couple places, ride around. I'm gonna try to, but it can't really be like that. You gotta have a plan to where you're going. You're not, I'm not an artist. I'm not known to where a point where I can go places and shit just free. I can go places and shit just, it's not like that no more. But not just that, I feel like in that lifestyle, you have to play your position. And if you play your position well enough, you can extend that lifestyle beyond the point of just being with the artist and that could actually become your life. Cause that's like that's like a fantasy. You live in all that shit. That shit a fantasy. I'm coming back and forth to Chicago, telling my friends, bringing weed back. This is the best weed we ever had. This oh, that bitch bad as hell. They they did what? They came in and she came in and went right upstairs with them. Like you know, it'd be stories and shit like that. It'd be the shit that a real dream to you. But if you don't move right, you'll end up like the first thing I'm saying that you missing that shit. You trying to get back so bad, and you spend every last dollar. Let me say this before I continue. Like one thing, a big thing, the smoking weed. I went from smoking a pound of weed every day to I'm buying an eighth out of her. An eighth make me two blunts or a seven. A seven, that's like four blunts. I smoke backwards, I smoke fat blunts. When I when it get like 12 o'clock at night, I have insomnia sometimes, bro. Just from, just from smoking weed, I can't get as high as, I can't get dog high, look like a fucking, look like fucking Cheetah John. I can't, I can't. Okay, that's gonna spend all my all my money gonna be gone on every you know it's gonna fuck up my, everything else I got going on everything else I wanna do, it's just like that. But to go back to what I was saying, you either be one fucked up trying to get back like that, or you'll be able to put yourself in a position where you can actually be that. I feel like I put myself in a position where I am what I say I am, but financially I'm not to a point where I can actually be that all the time. I can't always just, it's people out here that's real A&Rs, entrepreneurs, music execs. They can be like, oh, I'm gonna take this flight. It's tomorrow, it's 300, 350. I can do it, it's gonna fuck up. But then, you know, the next check gonna cover it. Independent people, a and R, some people, some, some execs, some people that don't have it all together that's not with the company. You gotta wait till that next gig. You can't just be buying a three hundred dollar fight. You might have to wait a day. If 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 they going for the show, to, if they if everybody go else going the show a day early, and that's like three fifty, you might have to wait for the same day of the show. You, you might not be able to look around, you know, go to a party or something, go to another event before the show. Might not be able to have fun. It might just be just business, and that's how you gotta get paid. For real, you might be waiting for that. It's just like living check to check. You just wait for the next thing. So I feel like people, there's people that are around other people, like how other people's friends are rappers, shit like that. They made some of themselves. Now that's actually them. They live that life. But there's other people around them that ain't ain't rap. They was just around. They know everybody. You know, they still go to shows. They still, but they still a regular person. They still working for this shit. Working, not scamming, not real work, a job, W-2, shit like that not scammed and not selling drugs, none of that shit. And you basically, when you live that lifestyle, you choose in between which one of those people you're gonna be because everybody said nothing lasts forever. Even Jay-Z homies, Jay-Z ain't even with them no more. 
Jay-Z hang out with Beyonce. That's his bitch. His, his girl. He got kids and shit. He ain't thinking about hanging out with nobody no more. He ain't thinking about, oh, yeah, he's a guy. It ain't like that. It ain't. No, no, no. Like, everything you said is just, it's a lot of people in that situation, mm-hmm. you know? It's a lot of people who, and I'm not saying this to you, but, like, they look at it as a meal ticket. Yeah. You know? For sure. You know what I'm and saying? And I'm not even going to lie to you. I looked at it like that at one point, but it wasn't to a, but it wasn't like I was looking at that for something because that's still my friend. I want what's best for him. But to be honest, it was people around us that was literally like that. And it'd be like, a, why you ain't do this for me? Or why you ain't? I would never said that. Where my shoes at? Are you finna buy me something? It done been times that we done went in stores. This is one time two years ago. We went in North Face. Dex buying everybody coats. I didn't even pick one up. People, he didn't even say like, he said like, yeah, we finna fuck up a bag. He just got a BMI check or whatever. I don't know, or a check from three hundred, like eighty hundred thousand dollars. I'm not gonna disclose the amount, but I know it's up some up towards that. We go in the store. He like, man, I'm finna fuck, I'm finna fuck this shit up, bro. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. They go in, they grab and shit. Everybody got coats except for me. He bro, I ain't get no. He they get to the register, they paying for the shit. He bro, you ain't grab no coat. I was like, shit, hell no, nah, shit. I was gonna ask you, like, you know, that's just the humbleness in me and the me knowing like, this shit ain't for me. This his life. It's his life. I'm just around for the good shit. And it's up to him if he gonna want to do that for me. It's not no push and shove. That's what a lot of people fuck up with their friends is family. Then when they, when they tell him no one time, be some envious shit. It'd be like, oh, he ain't fucking with me. Fuck that nigga. Oh, we gonna rob his ass. We gonna, oh, oh, oh. That's, that's how After all he did for you. Yeah. <laughs> and niggas really think like that. And he ain't had to do that. At he all. has to do shit. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. You don't have to put you in it. He didn't have to put you in a room in the house. Everybody else sleep on the couch. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to buy your flight. He didn't have to bring you on tour or we go on here. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to do nothing that shit. I'm hungry, bro. Every day. Hey, bro. We ain't got no weed. He out of town. I'm, I'm finna have somebody it's really drop like some that. weed off. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Bro, like really a given person. He done went... You know how people go in Target and pay for people shit? We done did that shit so many times and we don't record it, it don't make sense. I put that on my life. People don't see other sides of people. They just see what social media to them. I promise you this. There's a lot of shit that people don't see. That's the type, he'll give a homeless person $20, $100. I'm the type, I'm not giving a homeless person shit. I don't care. Unless um, you ask for some change or someone coming out of 7-Eleven. Here, my mom, my mom, my uncle them always told me, and this is like a, a old school saying, the best thing you can do for a homeless motherfucker is not be one of them. Period. That's it. That's all. But Dex, he'll do that for them. He know the, he know the struggle. That's just like the crackheads in the hood we grew up with. We know them. We know the crackheads. We know that, you know what I'm saying? We'll get them a dollar or something. We've been knowing them since we was a little kid. But... Everybody don't think like that. Everybody might think, like, man, fuck his ass. Like how I think, like how I was saying, like, I don't think like fuck him, but I'm not finna be like him. I'm trying to do something else. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's, it's crazy that you mentioned that like, cause it's like, it's so easy to, it's so easy to lose yourself 
-hmm. It's so easy to feel entitled and it's so easy to, to not see the bigger picture. You know, when things like that happen, they're to teach you a lesson, you know, and the situation that you put in, you know, you have, you have a choice to either, it's almost like, you know what I'm saying? You have like something dangling in front of you. You know, it's like, oh, this is easy. I, I could, you have the choice to like, to go for it and it would be the easy way out. But then you had a choice to like, nah, I'm gonna choose not to do it because like, basically I'm gonna take this, this small sacrifice now so that in the future it builds character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, you said a lot of them not around no more. Yeah. You feel me? But you you said type shit like, you know what I'm saying? You what you took from that was you do you doing your own thing, you're an A R. You know what I'm saying? You you fuck with the tattoo shit. So that that shows to me like out of that situation where you could have just been, you feel me, on some not doing shit, you took something out of that. Mm-hmm. And like but like how obviously things got hard, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, with famous deaths and shit. Like who who was in this corner? And, and it's not, I, I have my own shit with drugs too. Like, that shit is easy. No. It's easy to fall in that, you feel me, in that abyss. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, who was uh, really in this corner trying to, you feel me? Because, like, a lot of the things niggas is talking about. And then, obviously, on the outside looking in, I don't really know. But it's like, the last few years, you know what I'm saying? You can see you going through it type mm-hmm. shit. So it's like, was, was people, in, did he have people in this corner? You know what I'm saying? Really, like, trying to, you know what I'm saying? Fuck all the. You know, he the provider shit like nigga get you get you get you yeah. straight. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody like damn near like like yeah. my, if my if I saw my brother doing some shit like that, we damn near fighting. You feel me? Like yeah. bro, you know what I'm saying? Like this is not what our mom died for. You know what I'm saying? Type shit like mm-hmm. you better than this. I'm damn near. You feel me against the wall? Like what the fuck? Wake him up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like did he have niggas like that in his corner? Like on some real like big bro shit? Like bro, you gotta like yeah. But honestly, that'll turn into a argument or a fight I'm not going to go into details but that'll turn into an argument or a fight or to turn into a get the fuck out of my house or but everybody was in this corner and wanted better and the person I could say that did the most the two people I could say that did the most is Pops our dad and Murder Murder always looked at for Murder always put them in programs or tried to seek for, you know, got the lawyer involved or it's always them two. They always paid the money. They took care of all the business and I applaud them for that because they really do what they supposed to do when it comes time. Like if I had it, I would, but I don't have that shit all the time. I don't, I can't make certain sacrifices because I'm not to a point where he is. I can't, I can, but I don't do, I don't scam. I don't do none of that. I don't sell drugs. I don't do none of that shit. Every dollar I get is legal. Video shoots, tattoos, beats, shit like that. Every dollar I get is legal dollar. So it's not like, oh, I could up 5,000. I'll give you a couple, I'll give you 1,500, you know, you know, to get out some shit like that. I'm not giving you $5,000. I don't have $5,000 to give you just probably make that shit, but hell no, I don't just have it to get into, honestly. And I, one thing I learned, all that, other than getting a person out of jail, buying a person out, you have to let them sit sometimes. Not they gonna learn their lesson, but they gonna think more. They don't have time, they don't have nothing but time to think. 
You know what I'm saying? And it'd be shit like that. And it'd be a conversation like that after they get out. And I'm not even talking about Dex in this situation, but it'd be a conversation. Like, damn, bro. I'm tired of that shit. I want to do better. Like, I was thinking in jail, like, man, we need to do this. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like that. And that was one of my homies that just got out. Me and him had talks about, like, I'm not even going to spoil it, but we had talks about doing something for some for Chicago, so influential and everything. And he ended up getting locked up. And you know what I'm saying? At one point, we was going to try to do, like, not just parties, but, like, open mics every weekend. We was going to try to make our own promo brand and everything. But it's a lot of stuff that stopped that, too. Like, you know, all the shit in Chicago. The, you got to have a Vax card. Not after tomorrow, though, but... Inshallah. You got to have a Vax card. And a lot of shit was getting shut down. It's so crazy, too. Shout out um, Chicago Wave. On on, uh, on New Year's, we Chicago Wave, my boy E-Man. Shout out E-Man. We supposed to be having a party. The police raided that shit. Little do people know. Like, Damn. the police raided that shit. We fully decorated that bitch and everything. Police raided that shit. And that, and it was already people, like, at the time the party was supposed to start, it was already people lined up outside in their cars and everything. Damn. Shit was crazy. So somebody said word out type shit. <clears throat> uh, I think it's just Instagram police, honestly. It'd be they a lot of that. It'd be heavy on yeah, that. It'd be a lot of that. It'd be a lot of that. Fake pages watching you. Yeah. What you think about, you, you speak on tra trapping and like, you know what I'm saying, niggas getting it, you feel me? Like, I mean, I'm all about, you know what I'm saying, feeding your family and shit like that. But like, just like the logistics of it, like with the Instagram police and shit, like, do you think that's sustainable? Like trapping and like, is that like long term? What do you think about that? Uh... The scamming and shit like that, because that's been, that's been a wave like since 2015. Any drug dealer will tell you if you if you can keep getting money all the time, but it's always gonna be times that you go up and down. It's never gonna be a time that you're getting consistent money. Just like with any company, any mainstream company, Tesla down in stock right now. There's be shit like that. You might be down sometimes, but as long as you know you got that same hustle in your mind, you could damn do that shit forever. Honestly, as long as you don't get caught. Especially shit like well, you gonna get caught, but especially shit like you selling weed or something, they can't ever prosecute you for no real violent felony crime even unless you got like unless you growing that shit you know without a license but right. you can't you know certain shit that they won't even police you slap on the wrist unless you got a lot of that shit like how we was talking earlier like yeah. a police a, a slay somebody for like some coke if that's they if they're a first offender they just want them to be a felon but if a police see like you old you got a background even if you don't have a background but you more knowledgeable you got coke or something, police will let you keep that shit, give you a stop and risk, give you a ticket, throw, or throw that shit away, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit like that. It's all about what you make of yourself within this drug dealing business. Mm -hmm. You can make it long term, it's all about how you do it, honestly. Touch you gotta be good at it. But I feel like anybody that sell crack and cocaine will eventually get caught. Because you have to work with too many people, you can't, with crack and cocaine, you can't be the one like, even if you're the one that manufacturing the, the cocaine, mm. the crack, you can't be the one that sell it directly. Like, you have to have a selling. Like, you need some distance. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, and you never know what a person, people have families, people got kids, they want to see their kids. They'll snitch on you. They'll snitch on you. Hell yeah. He's yeah. finna get 30 years. They'll snitch. That'll make everybody see. Yeah, for real. It don't matter if it's a 50 year old man and he know, oh, don't talk. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows when you get in there, don't talk. It don't matter if it's 
It don't matter who in them, bro. Because you're getting time time. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to jail. That's a whole different story. No, cocaine, that ain't no what? joke. You're going to jail, jail. Heroin, meth, shit like that. Straight to jail. Federal time. Mm-hmm. Federal. Yeah. You're not even going to Cook County Prison. You're going to the federal. Going to IDLC. It's Yo. over with. Yeah. For a man type shit. What about what you think about the scamming shit? Like, obviously, a nigga's account. Bro, do you, do you know the science behind the Instagram accounts? Like, getting the Bitcoin. You be seeing that niggas be. They buy Bitcoin and they get hacked on their Instagram and then like yeah. That's you, you seen those scams? Yeah. People, How did you get got like that? I I, I never been got. Thank God. It's bro. a lot of people that's really really just idiots, bro. Like I know people that still do the and everybody familiar with this scam. I'm gonna turn your one into a hundred scam. People still do it. I turn a ten into a hundred. Think about if you get ten people to send you ten dollars. That's a hundred dollars. You got 4,000 followers on Instagram. At least two, 300 people are going to reply back to you. Might be 150 of them safe. No, fuck that. Are oh, you trying to finesse? But it's going to be another 50 people that, okay. That's quick money. That's $500. Fuck. Shit like that. Damn. It's a lot of people that just don't know. It's a lot of people that's in this world. Like, like how me and you, we have and we've been at social media. It's a lot of people that... They might be look a certain way. They might be beautiful like a girl, mm. but she just got social media. The only reason she got that many followers because she's so damn fine. She bad. She don't know about like the ins and outs of this shit. Is this real? Like I literally got an older brother. He she asked me yet. like, "Is this real? Is this real?" I'd be like, "Hell no." Like even I can tell you some crazy shit, bro. They tried to <clears throat> somebody tried to scam the tattoo shop owner in L.A. by coming into his shop and recording that he was watching like a UFC fight. And they sent him emails and they it was they sent, they sent pictures and everything, but my guy, the tattoo shop owner out there, he got cameras everything in us, so he know who it was, but he was unaware of what he was doing. The guy was acting like he was coming to get a tattoo. That shit was a, a scam. Well, how, how's he trying to, like, what was wrong with watching he, UFC or? He's saying that it was illegally straight. That's petty as hell. And, and you showing it at a place of, you know, that's like a real crime. Though. You can't, it's just like if we go to Bar Louis or Bracket Room right here on, uh, yeah. on, uh, on, on a Halstead near UIC. They can't show, like, they could show, like, the World Series. They could show, they can't show nothing on pay-per-view. Wait, I didn't know niggas could, could, could stoop that low. That's dirty. Yeah. I ain't even think about that. That's yeah. wild. They can't show nothing on pay-per-view, especially, like, if it's off a of fake streaming site. You, that's... That's not so he tried to blackmail. Yeah, oh, to blackmail. Hell no, bro. Niggas got nothing to lose. I swear to God. Jesus Christ. No, that's just so dirty to me. Yeah, that's down dirty. Like, that's like Karen. That's Karen Petty. That's trying to get Like you know, we're from Illinois, Chicago, so that's like trying to get fucked up. If you ask me, don't even come in my place a bit. I got the right to literally do something, and the police like will let me off. Like if I beat your ass. And uh, if somebody came to you with that black man, you beat their ass, not killed them. You could ass. you could get off on physically hurting them because they blackmail you. You could do that. Yeah, they provoked you. If you got a good ass lawyer, they provoked oh, yeah. you. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, now I'm beating a nigga ass for that. Yeah. It's just the pettiness with me. Yeah. Are you gonna really record me? Yeah. Even if I was blue, like, yeah. like the fact that you thought of that. that. You thought of that. Like that's crazy. That's wild. Like another thing I wanna I wanna yeah, add, no. I wanna touch like with the camera shit. Yeah, bro. I be seeing that shit all over everywhere. And I be thinking like, man, that could not be Chicago. 
because people out here don't give a fuck about going to jail. Let you say, let somebody call me the N-word. I got a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? We, people like, I'm not going to say people like, because we all equal. People of a different demeanor like me and yourself, we can probably let that shit pass. Like, yeah, I call it watch out. Watch your mouth. I'm like, don't say that shit around me. Yeah. Shit, yeah, watch your mouth. You don't know who you, you know, before you go to that point. And it could be a, could be a whole argument they can keep saying whatever we not gonna do that but let your friend be with you that we all got that friend yeah everybody got that friend no matter what color you in white black you could be a white man and a black man come call you a fucking a hick a fucking yeah. you gotta what you say yeah that, red, you say? that redneck friend yeah like for real that's you just the truth to, it just i just don't see that shit and yeah. and somebody already was made an example out of in chicago it's right like, here down the street if not, if I'm not mistaken, it was on Clark. Damn. I swear to God, you can you, you can look at it on YouTube. Yeah. It was he was calling like a black lady a nigger or something. Excuse my language, but he was calling a black lady that. Yeah, and like some random guys hopped off a bike or something and just whooped his ass <laughs> and told him like that's what you get. You can't be playing like that. No, nah, no, nah, you don't. There's consequences yeah. to your actions, mm-hmm. and I feel like this whole caring shit. It's just people live. They they're living in the internet world, mm-hmm. and it's like we're not there yet. I know that's it seems like metaverse. It seems like we're there, but we're not there yet. Niggas still in the real world. Yeah, just <laughs> so. like with. Don't get me wrong. I get what they mean. All lives matter, but what they fail to understand, black lives really didn't have a matter before this movement. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't a matter for black. It wasn't a care for black lives. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Police could do that. That's whatever. such a dumb counter argument to me. I yeah. never fuck with the all because my thing is before they, no one was saying all lives matter. What's before black lives matter, yeah. it's like why y'all doing that? Why y'all following us? Mm-hmm. Why can't it just be? Just say you. Just say you racist. I would oh, prefer God. you just stand up and be like I'm racist, mm-hmm. then be like all lives matter. Because all lives matter is you trying to like weaponize. You trying to basically weaponize our thing saying that the presence of Black Lives Matter is anti other races, which is not. You can be about Black Lives Matter and care about other people. Yeah. But stop trying to twist it to make the story, the narrative to make it look like Black Lives Matter is anti other races. No, that's your you, your racist ass that's thinking in that closed minded way and you projecting your fears exactly. you know, into everybody else type shit. Just like I want to say this too, bro. It's no... There's no right time for a person that is an African American or black skin or Latino skin or Latino heritage. Let me say this because we all say the word the N word. Yeah. But the N word is so popular in rap songs and today's yeah. ideology and everything. That's why they think it's okay to say it. Just like I don't know if you saw this new Fresh Prince reboot, uh, Bel Air. Oh, I did hear about that. It started? Yeah. They come, it's like in the fifth episode now. Mm-hmm. They come in, Will come in the locker room, meet Carlton at the school for the first time. Right, he right. around all white, guy, white guys. They singing hot nigga. They saying nigga. Uh, hot nigga. Uh, hot nigga. He like, what you just say, bro? Watch your mouth. He was, the white boy said, well, I gotta watch my mouth. Carlton like, bro, chill. It's cool. He like, bro, it's a, it's a difference between where they come from. That's why Will feel like that, and that's why they feel like that. They in Bel Air. They're not around no real yeah. good niggas. They're not around no. You know what I'm saying? But that don't make it okay. 
that still don't make it okay. that don't make it okay whatsoever. Yeah. But I feel where they're coming from because people use it too much in today's media. I will say that they use it too much. It's never okay. I'm not validating the fact that I see you all. Why they say it? No. But if it wasn't used so much, people wouldn't even know the word. Just like black people can't think of nothing to call a white person other than a cracker because that shit was back in the what you know what I'm saying. What can we think to call them? Chunky cracker. You know, other than the normal shit, what can we think to call? Nothing. Nothing. It ain't nothing else. We, you know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing. And black people don't even say like honky crack when we get mad. You white motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Be yeah. some stuff like that. Oh, you, you this motherfucker. You. I just got into it with this this Mexican. I just got into it with this white boy. I just got you know it'd be shit like that. It's mm -hmm. not like no, oh this fucking honky. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. some old shit. Like people name them. It, it's nowhere in the media today that they calling white people crackers or honkies. Music, none of that shit. But you can hear a nigga in every rap song, every female artist. Mm -hmm. Fucking niggas this, nigga that. Yeah. Facts. That's the reason. We bought this shit on ourselves. Nah, nah, you're right though. Before we um, cause we are coming to wrap, kind of wrap this up, but like I do want to touch on the. So you talking about like LA? How was? It was a really interesting concept you brought out. Like, it's so easy, you know, like to get distracted. You know, what I'm mm -hmm. saying it's like the lights. You know, the scene. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, de describe the scene, you know, like, what what is it like in L.A., like, with the drugs and everything, and, like, and B, like, why, why, why do you say, like, it's so easy to get caught up in it? First of all, there's weed everywhere. Weed is so cheap, and it's good weed. Drugs are so cheap. You will run into somebody selling coke anywhere. It's not even like here, like, it's hidden, like, all the, the police. No, people will sell you coke on Hollywood Boulevard. People will sell you coke downtown L.A. It's like, in other words, it's like it's more free out there too. The police not on not not on everybody ass. They more just on people that's parking on like the opposite out here. You could be fucked up parking. They care about it. if you sitting up smoking what you doing. Police just care if you park right out there. I swear to God, they would never pull you over nothing. But you get wrapped up in the drugs. You get wrapped up in the women. It's so many. Especially being from where we're from, having the demeanor that we do, the way that we talk to people in network, people are nicer. They tend to be more actually into what you're saying, not just... What's in it for them? Yeah. They have to actually be into, oh, you do this? Oh, that's interesting. And actually be interested, not just keeping the conversation good, you know? And... Everything out there, why, why you would get wrapped up too? Because between the women and the drugs and going out and having fun, everything's so expensive. It's a lot of people that live in Airbnbs, B&Bs, and B &Bs. it's a lot of people that's homeless, sleeping in cars. It's a lot of people, you know, Los Angeles got the most homeless people in the world. I know. Their downtown is so fucked. It's way worse than ours. They got their own streets. They got a whole... Skid Row. Yeah, Skid Row. Soon as you, soon as you drive there, it smells different. I promise you, bro. It mm. smells like... like Dirty people, like literally, yeah. it's just the funk from all the people. Like, this shit just crazy. It's just L.A. is a place to go if you got your head on straight and you actually got yourself together financially and you stable and you try to continue to do that and actually raise a family in a good place. There have to be some type of Reason. something in the back of your mind that 
the reason that you're really there, not just to live life, not just to, oh, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna have fun. No, you gotta actually want the reason that you're there for. Actually want that. Chicago, you could just stay here and just, live, you know, it's wet, rent and shit way too. You could just live here and just prosper. You know what I'm saying? But there, you can't just do that. You have to have a plan. You have to, or you're gonna always fall into that. But always, everybody, you're gonna lose your crib. You're gonna not be hanging out with them no more. It's not gonna be no more concerts and shows. You're not gonna be no more weed pop ups. Mm. LA, like, really, like, the place of love and hate. Like, you could be popping one day, you could have a pop up today, that bitch bust, everybody in that bitch. You can have another one tomorrow and nobody come. It's all about being consistent and making sure people know your name and staying on, not, not just making sure people know your name, but staying consistent and you know those things. Mm. So it's like, it's like clout on a different level there. Yeah, but even though they're celebrities and shit, it's like they're regular people because you see them every day and you might end up being friends with them and you might end up living that lifestyle, but in the process of you trying to live that lifestyle, that's what wraps you up. You'll be around that shit so much that you'll want that. Like I was saying earlier, like you'll you'll want that. You'll think that's your life. You'll be confused. You'll have women living out fantasies that they want for you or a fantasy of how she met you at a club in a Bentley truck. You was with us, you know. You were that one drunk Bentley truck, you know what I'm saying? And it'll be shit like that. I got personally out of my experiences, I done had people that held me down just off of just off of what they saw and what they thought. Women in particular, like my 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 last two girlfriends wasn't patient enough just to receive the love. They always tried to go and take in what you gonna do? Are you gonna give me this? Are you gonna it wasn't never genuine. I could see from the from the start it was like you were with me for a reason. And it's not even just like that with, with girls. It's like that with guys too. It's guys that want to come around just so they can go to a concert. Exactly. Shit like that. Can I feel that? What 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 is like? What kind of lets you know that that's not what you wanted? Or like, what kind of lets you know like? Cause like, you you mentioned earlier, and it's off the record, but like you said, um, <clears throat> you know, what I'm saying you came back to Chicago, mm-hmm. type shit, and then what was like? Hey, why did you come back to Chicago? What made you kind of, and you I may still be traveling and not back if I'm not sure, but like, you know what I'm saying? So you back in Chicago now, what was the process, especially with like COVID and like all this bullshit that's happening? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what kind of made you, I guess, get out of the scene or take a break from it? From here or there? In LA. But like uh, the, all that shit, the drugs and the... To be honest, mm-hmm. everything started going downhill. Um, wasn't no bookings, wasn't no shows. Decks locked up. So um, that's pretty much all it really was. I moved in for myself, got to pay rent for myself. I had no job. I was out there selling weed, doing whatever I could. You know what I'm saying? Just tattoos every day. Eli was with me, my tattoo artist. He was with me for two weeks in LA. Then he'd go to Seattle. He traveled on his own shit too. He'd go on tour by himself. That's what we call it. He doing that, so it's like the money coming and going and until it got to a point where it wasn't no money one day. Before that, it was a situation where I got robbed. I was in like Inglewood area, Inglewood with an I, because you know Chicago, Inglewood with an E, but I was in Inglewood area, got robbed. Right. All my belongings gone, no money, so I got to start over. You know, I'm, 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 
hustling, selling weed, but at the same time I'm around, I'm around this bitch every day and she bringing me down. So I gotta get away from that. And, and But at the same time, that's the type of support, fake support that I need around me. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot of like, you gotta, what made me come back, everything went downhill for one and for two. I had this court case that I had to take care of. I got this shit taken care of. And I missed my mom. I was homesick. I ain't never been away from Chicago for that long. How I was long were you out there? Like a year and a half. Oh, damn. I never been away from Chicago that long. When COVID started, we were taking flights every two weeks, every month. Flights were so cheap. Stupid United cheap. was 30 bucks, 35 bucks for a flight. With everything, bag and everything. Spirit, 16 bucks. I don't give a fuck about taking what type of flight because for one, the label was paying for some of the shit anyway, unless I paid for my own flight. And when I pay for my flight, like I told you in Cali, Papa Xanax, I wake up at the next place. But just like how Drake said, I just took a Xan seven hours till I land and I'm out. Like a light. <laughs> That's true. Like You'd be out at least four, five, six, seven hours. You wake up at the next place. And that was every time. That's what that's what fueled my addiction too. Like doing Xanax, doing uh, popping a Xanax and a Percocet, you go right to sleep, you wake up, you're not feeling groggy. People, little do people know, even though it's an opioid pandemic, epidemic, football players are given opiates. They're not given painkillers and shit. You can look that up right now. They give football players Percocets and shit, and they get dependent on that shit. Why? That's one of the most. Percocets hit the pain away, period. Let mm -hmm. me just put it in that way. And it had your insides feeling like a way that you straight, you don't feel bad, you feel good. Mm -hmm. The side effects about throwing up and all that stuff, that's all lamentable. That's all lamentable. You know, that's mm -hmm. one of the top side effects, throwing up. When you yeah. yeah. That's all lamentable mm -hmm. because I only threw up once. And to be completely honest, the only time I threw up is when I took something that wasn't real. I didn't mm -hmm. even know the difference. That was the thing, too. I didn't know the difference what was fake or real. So also, it'd be the fake shit that'd be fucking niggas up. Yeah. And then be niggas out here that think they're taking real shit, but that shit fake. Mm. That shit fake. Man, that's crazy. So wait, like, man, you got robbed. Like, why did they rob you and shit? Just like, I didn't know LA was like, you feel me? Nah, everybody was just getting robbed. Like, probably <clears throat> a couple months, like a month ago, everybody was getting robbed. They robbed me um, coming out of, I used to go to this, uh, it's a pop-up, but it's like a legal pop-up. It's all, uh, it's all uh, weed vendors. They all selling from pounds to apes. So you can literally buy whatever you want. Everything mm -hmm. cheap as fuck. I went to one of those, one of my friends, he was supposed to pick up a couple pounds. He didn't see anything he liked. I just picked me some purposeful shit up. I had money, I had my social security, my ID. I always keep a a, a, a shoulder bag. Right. Um, had it in my shoulder bag. They just snuck up on us. It was really more of us not being on point, not being on Chicago time. That's what it was. Because Chicago time, you looking back, you seeing somebody following you anyway. We wasn't doing that. We think, oh, it's Cali, it's the land of the free. They snuck right up on us. But it is what it is. At gunpoint? Yeah, three oh, guns. Yeah. Every single, it was three people that robbed us and all of them had a gun. But one thing I could say, you could tell a real criminal, a real robber, just because of where I come from, they didn't. They weren't going blow. Not that. They mm -hmm. didn't do it the correct way. They then hit us. A real robber gonna smack you in the head with the gun. A real robber gonna shut your bitch ass up. Come here, hurry up. Grab you, pull you. They didn't do nice. that. Yeah. Clearly just took the bag off my arm 
It was really it's only, the only thing yeah, it was the two guys that was doing the robbing, they was good guy. The one guy that was holding the gun, facilitating, he was gonna kill somebody. Oh, That's why he was the one. They them two had guns too, but he the one wasn't holding one touching nobody, wasn't taking none of nobody's pockets, yeah. none of that shit. Cause he gonna kill somebody. Yeah. You can tell. Shut your bitch ass up. If you run, I'm gonna shoot you. You know what I'm saying? Shit, yeah. It was like that. Damn. What? Coming out of there, what was like the lesson? Like, Pay attention to everywhere you at. Never lose your home training. That was really one of the most detrimental. Everybody I called was like, what the fuck are you doing? You from Chicago. You gotta be watching your back anyway. For real. Especially a person like me, like I told you. I was around the hood, I was on the block, I sold weed, all that little shit, but I wasn't never like the hood niggas. Hood niggas don't walk around nowhere, especially in the neighborhood, they think they're gonna get shot. They ride around in cars, it's heavily tenant all the time. I always walked around. I walk to the gas station by my house right now, being an A&R, being all that shit. I don't give a fuck. That's where I'm from. You're not gonna scare me out of my neighborhood or where I can go just because of some beef, some fake street beef, some fake street beef, because we don't own no blocks. Half these blocks that people be claiming, we don't even own a house on the block. You know what it is? My mama don't live though. For real. It's a, um, Jay-Z has a song. It's a, it's a, I think it's, this is from his song. Is this Story of OJ? Mm-hmm. That song was dropping bars. Yeah. But I think one of the bars is, um, being, you and your niggas holding money to the ear, that's a disconnect. We don't call that money over here. Yeah. And he just talking about basically how, like, you think that's you're on the block, like, nigga, if you really trying to own the block, like, buy that property out, type yeah. shit. But, like, you dying, for, you know what I'm saying? You spilling blood for shit that, that's tax money. That's the government. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, a lot of that shit is dumb, too. Why are you having $10,000 next to you so somebody can rob you? <laughs> Why do you got to that? Nobody should even know if you got just like when people upload money. That's the dumbest shit ever to me. That shit blow me. I ain't gonna. Why is you uploading money? Nobody needs to know you got money. I just tell you, they never had it. You upload two thousand dollars, all hundreds. Shit, we can go do that. We can go do that right now. Go get a check, cash, all hundred. I want all hundred. So you double. It ain't like you doing something that ain't nobody else did. That's the thing. It's just motherfuckers think that like that's. They think that they can get value or they can feel like they're worth something. They, so. they, they seek validation from other people. That's one thing I never did because other people going to disappoint you in all time. A lot of shit that might be cool to you, one thing that might be cool to them, another thing you do, they could be like, what the fuck is that? Just because it's foreign to them, because it's new, it's different. Just like going back over how we were talking about earlier with the parties, with all the shit, they would never go to a party by UIC that's foreign to them, that's new to them. They never met nobody like like, they never had no friends that speak Spanish. They never had no friends like, just like people in the hood, they don't know nobody fucking Ukrainian. No, no, no. They don't know nobody Ukrainian. All they know is Russia. Like, I done had one of my friends talk to me, like, yeah, Russia, man, fuck us up. I'm like, nah, they fucking Ukraine up right now. Like, that's not, that's not, you know. He like, oh, I thought they, we was into it with Russia. I'm like, nah, bro, Ukraine. He like, what that said? Next to Russia. Fact. <laughs> you know, it's, but it's all about the mindset. I forgot what the question was, but I always tend I always tend to go off into something else. But it's all about the mindset. It's all about what you make it. No man, that's that's powerful, man. Nah, thank you for um for coming for doing this. You know, what I'm saying this this conversation and um because we've been meaning to have this for a minute. You yeah, know? for sure. You my boy too, man. It's been a long 
I've been knowing you since about 2017, 18. Type shit. Never, I see you. We never hung out, but every time we saw each other, it was genuine. And it was we, always did, love. we did hang out after a party like once or twice. We was chilling and stuff, but I always remember that you, you didn't smoke, but you always was lit and you always had your shirt off. That was one thing. I had my shirt off. Yeah, you used to always have your shirt off. <laughs> That, that, was, that was back in my cowboy yeah, days. Back in the I'm day. calm now. I just had to change. <laughs> that was back in my, you know, everybody who know me from back then, I'm a different person, okay? <laughs> That's what I was like, man, I'm fucking with him. He lit. Type shit. I was big as fuck. I was supposed to play yep, football. Yep. Hell yeah, I remember them days. Damn. Mm-hmm. Shit, but you know, it was always love. Mm-hmm. It was always love. Like, you feel me? Like, you, you look niggas in the eye. That's one thing I always do. Like, you could tell. Talk about somebody how they eye, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like some niggas be people talk to you like this, talk like that, like, talk to you like that, talk mm-hmm. like that. And sometimes you be fucked up, so I understand that too. But it's just like if if somebody is constantly don't want to, you feel me? Like what, what, what you what you running away from? You feel me? Like either they 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 got something to hide, you know what I'm saying? And that energy, man, I could just detect. I'm really good at reading vibes, and your energy was always on point. I appreciate that, bro. Nah, for real, for real. Nah. But yeah, man, it's, it's been an honor. Um, you got a lot of for me businesses you doing endeavors. You plug plug your shit. What's what's the um the handles for all of that? Okay, well you can follow me on Instagram at day day d a y d a y period h p k the heartbreak kid. Um, you can also follow the media company Smiley Films. We shot uh, videos for Famous Dex, Trippy Red, etc. Warhol SS, another Chicago artist. Um, you can follow my tattoo artist at Tattoo Eli, Tattoo E L I on Instagram. And you can have a nice day. I love that. I love that. She, with that being said, ah, stay hydrated, stay breathing in that good ass oxygen, and most importantly, most importantly, stay basic. You are listening to Biters by yours truly. I'm giving it back. Oh, yeah, they bite my swag. Don't you me on tongue, team it on fat. Yeah, don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. I'm spreading positivity, some lies. Oh, yeah, I'm getting my back. Oh, yeah, I'm giving it back. Oh, yeah, they bite my swag. Don't you me on tongue, team it on fat. Yeah, don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. Don't really care if they buy. I'm spreading positivity, some lies. To metal, they gas you up till they get shoveled to bury your legacy. They miss you, disease or a tragedy. Bite off your come up until they get cavities. Uh, sick is that human centipede. Uh, they cannot leave, they look up to me. Uh, I find it endearing. My enemies don't know I'm making my haters my employees. Sipping kombucha, go have your bud like Sniffing oxygen, go snort your snow white. Eating can of a mint, can walk akin to a Digimon guy like a can of time. Rasking girl just like some cinema. Uh, getting her rose like some cinema buns. We get to touching and feel it. Uh, we gon' get kicked out the cinema. Let them imitate, try to intimidate Law of attraction, them gon' eliminate Don't duck off a wheel, just keep pushing Stay still at your mama stack, you'll break, get you a place It's sunny outside, take your dog for a walk Skinny dipping and seeing the waves get lost Get bucket, get shovel, build sandcastle Stay in the prison, I lost in the sauce Oh yeah, I'm getting my back Oh yeah, I'm giving it back Oh yeah, they biting my swag Don't cheat me, don't turn, team me, don't crack Yeah, don't really care if they buy Don't really care if they buy Don't really care if they buy
it can't divide I'm spreading positivity some lies Oh yeah, I'm getting my back Oh yeah, I'm giving it back Oh yeah, they biting my swag Don't chew it on tongue, chew it on crack oh, yeah. Don't only care if they buy Don't only care if they buy Don't only care if they buy I'm spreading positivity some lies Don't need a don't need a don't need them new pair of kicks Tree of life, take the eye of the team You are supreme, don't need designer jeans It's funny how when you at bottom Your friends see no trace on the come up one see you at end of the race Nah, they cannot eat from my plate <sighs> Get in the mood for some mujas, uh Get in that from Kama Sutra, uh Muchachas that sip it, kombucha and scooch And I'm spitting about y'all in my music Build up anger and anxiety Let that flow, baggage leave All that at the door, keep it bottled up You gon' explode, stay ten toes Oxygen in the trees got you cheesing. Pollen in the air got you cheesing. First trip of your favorite season. Discovered her neck, it's not Easter. Now Mother Goose got you calling out for Jesus. You doing some assault at a joy, thinking nature for giving you all of the reasons. Oh yeah, I'm getting my back. Oh yeah, I'm giving it back. Oh yeah, they biting my swag. Don't chew it on tongue, chew it on crack. Oh, yeah. Don't only care if they buy. Don't only care if they buy. Don't only care if they buy. I'm spreading positivity, some lies. Positivity, some light.